but our kids are, are capable of so much more than we give them credit for, you know, like a three-year-old could help take out the garbage. And I think the earlier that we start, the faster these things become habits and just become second nature. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. We have today on the Moms Without Caves podcast, my friend, Danielle Fisher. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. So as a business operations strategist and certified director of operations, Danielle helps women entrepreneurs build businesses that fit them, not the other way around. She's a girl mom of two, a lover of DIY projects and all things pumpkin spice. And today, Danielle will be talking to us all about the importance of delegating and how to actually do it effectively. So let's get into it. Danielle, tell us a little bit more about your journey and what brought you to be where you are today. Yeah, so I actually um, started my business as a way to have more freedom and flexibility for my family, um, as well as leave an extremely unhealthy work environment. So, um, you know, at the time, I think my kids were, my youngest was in 4k and my oldest was in first grade and my husband was traveling a lot for work. So we were, you know, dealing with daycare and school and I had over an hour commute most days and it just was a lot to handle. But then when you add in, you know, an unhealthy work environment on top of that. Um, it was a lot and it it was affecting very and affecting my mental health way more than I ever realized. In fact, um, I guess we're going to go deep real fast. (laughs) 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 Hope you're here for it. Um, yeah, it, it took me a while. I would say to even like, after I quit my job and I, I, you know, my, it, it was, because of the situation, my husband and I decided that when I got my first, you know, decent sized client, we didn't even put a number to it, but when that happened, I was going to quit and grow my business from there. Um, it even honestly took me, I I mean, quite a bit of time to heal after leaving that, that environment and, um, to even want to grow my business. Like I knew I was supposed to want to, <laughs> um, but it was really hard for me to do that. Cause I was so afraid of getting back into that just constant state of stress and anxiety and, um, and uh, of overwhelm and of really just unhappiness 
with my life, even though as a business owner, we are in control. Right. But it was just very hard for me to remember that. So anyway, um, started well, my you business. You didn't have a business before that. So you didn't really know about what to expect. Right. Yeah. And that really shocked me. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I had mentioned it to an old coworker and he was like, you're detoxing. I was like, oh yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I started my business as sort of a general VA, just because I didn't know I was so new to the online space. I didn't know what I wanted to do or get, get into. And, um, but well, always... I know what a VA is, but some listeners may not. So what is true? It? So virtual assistant. Yes. Um, very true. So just a general, like an administrative assistant. Um, you know, if, if you think in terms of any business, um, most have, you know, some sort of administrative assistant. So, but you can do it virtually from home um, and you can work with businesses from anywhere. So um, that's what I was doing. And then from the get-go realized that I really bring a lot of strategy uh, just sort of by accident, I guess, um, and always kind of performed at a higher level. So I sort of promoted myself, I suppose you could say. And um, eventually became an online business manager um, and then a director of operations. So really coming alongside the business owner and helping them manage all the things in the business, mostly on the back end of the business. So that's what I'm doing now. So, but, okay. So you're no longer a VA though. Correct. Yep. So now the, my title is certified director of operations Um, I also do operations consulting with, um, I I really love working with women. Um, And so that's, I just, I've seen so many women kind of come, you know, they start their businesses like I did for freedom and flexibility. And then they get to a point where it's very stressful and overwhelming because they're trying to do everything. And so I come alongside them as a strategic partner to help them get out of the day-to-day of their business. Um, and part of that is delegating. So, which is what we're talking about today. Right. Right. So you, you are the one that comes along and, and people delegate to you. So that is how it used to be. Yes. Um, and now I am helping the business owner, really build that right fit team. And some of them already have teams in place, but they're still doing, trying to do too many things. And they can't really focus on growing the business um, because they're, they're just doing too many things. They don't have the time. They don't have the energy. They're overwhelmed. They just don't have the capacity to, to grow the business past its current state. And so my job is to come in and help them figure out what does the the vision of the business look like and how do we get there? What team do we need in place? Do we need to add team members? Do we need to take away team members? Do we need to readjust responsibilities? Um, Do we need to streamline some processes? Do we need to clean up the customer experience? Like what are all those things that need to happen in order for them to get to where they want to be? And, and my mission is to help them build a business that they love, a business that lights them up and brings them joy that they're happy to get up for every day. Um, so that's my mission. Okay. All right. So you help them delegate to their team and what will be their team. Yes. That is a big part of it. Yes. Have you been able to take some of those skills that you're teaching and apply them to your own house? to your own household and be able to delegate to your team, to your family. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, so much of, of what I've learned in, um, you know, the online business world so closely relates to in the home and our personal lives, especially, you know, with these small micro businesses, like, I think we like to think of like personal life and business as being separate, but they are so closely intertwined. And so, um, you know, that's really where, my um, knowledge and experience in delegation, I realized I could start applying some of those things to my own family and my kids and my husband and, and all that. So. Absolutely. So why, in your opinion, why is delegation so important? Yeah. Well, first of all, um, and I know this one will speak to your audience, um, but delegation is really a form of self-care. Um, I we cannot and should not do it all. I think we, especially as women and as moms, we tend to take on so much without even thinking. Uh, and by trying to do everything, we end up not doing anything well. So if by delegating and, and by asking for help, we can do a much better job at the things that we keep responsibility for and keep on our plate if we're doing fewer things. Absolutely. Right. We can take those some stuff off of our plates. Right. And then, um, you know, by allowing others to help us too, we're also empowering them. We're teaching our children responsibility and life skills. We're teaching our partner how to meet our needs and how to be a better partner for us. We're in, if you are a business owner, you know, you're empowering your team um, and by hiring things out and outsourcing things, we're also helping to grow and strengthen the economy. There are just so many reasons why asking for help is a good thing. And, and it's hard. Like, don't get me wrong. Asking <laughs> for help is hard. And I am your classic type A control freak. So I completely get it. Um, asking for help isn't, isn't easy for me either, but it's healthy for us and for those around us. Um, and believe it or not, it can actually be addicting once you start doing it. (laughs) (laughs) So many of us are under that mindset, like, oh, it's just easier to do it myself rather than teach somebody else how to do it. Like it saves time. It saves energy. Like it's just easier to do it ourselves, especially when you're used to like asking, you know, your kids a hundred times to do something, right? Yes. We just kind of get, it's that it gets reinforced. Like I'll just do it myself instead of just continually asking and continually nagging. Yep. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. See, Mm -hmm. I knew they couldn't do it. I'm just going to do it myself. It's just easier. Um, and, and honestly, that is the number one mistake that people make Mm -hmm. when it comes to, to delegation. That's the biggest mistake that I see. Right. And you pointed out, you know, by, by doing it all yourself, you're denying those other people that, that being able to learn it, be able to take that responsibility, you're denying them the the opportunity to help. Yes. Right. And and I've recently seen this, um, with my, my oldest is now 12, Mm -hmm. um, or almost 12 and she is in a, what do they call it? Like family and consumer science class, like home home ec. (laughs) And she loves it. She had a project where they had to learn how to do the laundry from start to finish. And she wanted to do it. And I was like, wow, I never even, you know, like I just pictured her. Yeah. Maybe I would have her do laundry as a teenager, Mm -hmm. but our kids are, are capable of so much more than we give them 
credit for, you know, like a three-year-old could help take out the garbage. And I think the earlier that we start, the faster these things become habits and just become second nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually something I wish I would have done is started doing this delegating to my kids earlier. It gives them a sense of pride. Yes, they're absolutely. They're, they're contributing. Right. Yep. So how do we know what to delegate and, and, and who to delegate to? Now you mentioned like your three-year-old know how to do garden, knew how to take out the trash. Yeah. So how, how can we figure that out? How do we, how do we match up the job to the person? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm no parenting expert <laughs> by any means, uh, disclaimer there, but, um, you know, definitely need to make sure that things are age appropriate. Um, we can use pictures with, with our young ones, you know, like you could make a checklist, but it's got little pictures. So, um, part like our morning routine comes to mind. You know, I did that when my kids were very young so that they could self-direct the morning routine so that I didn't have to be standing there watching their every move. Yeah. (laughs) And then we had a big fight every morning. So, um, and part of it too, I think is also recognizing your kids, different personalities. Like my, um, younger, my youngest hates being told what to do, but Mm -hmm. yet she still needs a lot of reminders. And so, um, you know, one of the tricks that I've learned is, um, in rephrasing things instead of saying, okay, go get your socks and your shoes. I'll say, what step are you on Lily? And it's a totally different response that I get. You know, if I, if I'm constantly commanding her and, and directing her and telling her what to do, She screams back at me, stop telling me what to do. I know, (laughs) you know, but by rephrasing it as a question saying, okay, what step are you on? Or, you know, even I try not to get as specific as did you brush your teeth yet? Cause I'll still get the same kind of response. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I say, you know, where are we at? It's, she's like, oh, I'm getting my shoes on. It's just a totally Mm -hmm. different tone. So um one random tip, I guess I can throw in there. Um, but so as far as like, where do we start? This is something that I have my business owners go through that I think can also work in the home as well, but start with, start with yourself. Think about what things do you enjoy and what energizes you? Um, I don't want to go too deep into this, but, um, I don't know if you've ever read the book, the genius zone by Gay Hendricks. Um, where she talks, the, he talks about the um, four zones of G, uh, well, four zones that we all have. So zone of genius, zone of excellence, zone of competence, zone of incompetence. Mm-hmm. So ideally, everything that you do should be in your zone of genius or your zone of excellence, mm-hmm. um, whether that's in business, in your home, like that's what's going to make you the happiest. And what that means is that they just come easy for you. They come naturally and you enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Your zone of excellence, um, that's more things, they come easy for you, but they don't necessarily light you up. They don't really drain you either, but you're not really excited about them. Right. Um, but so those are the two categories where most of what you're doing should be coming from. 
that's where you're the happiest and recognizing those things in, in your own family members as well. And, you know, kind of giving people jobs that they want to do. Yeah. And that they can excel at. Yeah. And that they can excel at. So, um, then we have your zone of competence, which is like, you can do those things, but somebody else could probably do it better. Um, in our household, I'm actually the one to fix things most of the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not my husband because he hates it. And it just, it, he gets so frustrated with, you know, any type of repair project or yes. And so if I can't do it, then we hire it out, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, but it's usually me and and we just recognize that in each other. I, you know, try to not ask him to do those things if I can help it. And I'll, I'll Mm -hmm. do it myself and find other ways for him to help. Um, and then we have the zone of incompetence, which is like, you should not even be doing those things at all. (laughs) You're not good at them. You hate doing them. Um, and so I think having a conversation with, um, your partner, if you have one, you know, with your kids and, and having a family meeting of sorts and, uh, talking about like what, you know, we all need to contribute to keep this family running. It's a lot of work. What are some things that you guys think that you can help with? Sure. Yeah. Making it more of a, um, collaborative effort rather than this is what I I need you to do. (laughs) Right. And, and, look, I recognize that it isn't always easy and it's not always possible. There are, you know, single parent households. Um, if you have young kids, you know, they may not be able to do as much as you would like them to do. So it is a slow process. Um, and there are always going to be those things that nobody wants to do, (laughs) but somebody has got to do them. Um, but what do you say with that? What do you say with that, with the things? Cause I'm thinking of like cleaning the bathrooms. Like nobody is going to say, oh, I'm really good at that. So actually <laughs> so it's not going to fall in anyone's zone of excellence or genius. <laughs> that was my area as a kid. And I think I hated it then. Um, but now that's actually the, the area that I like to clean the most <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> because I have my process and I just know, I don't know. I, I yeah, I mean again, I'm no parenting expert. And I think part of it is teaching your kids that it's not always fun. You know, we do mm-hmm. all have to do things that we don't enjoy. Right. Um, and again, just keeping it age appropriate, making sure that they're able to actually do it. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I have any, any more to, to add to that one. Yeah, no, no. You gave some great tips some ways to, you know, some first steps to be able to delegate in the house, because it do, you know, we do get into that thing, like, oh, it's just easier to do it myself or, you know, and then that brings up a whole bunch of resentment and anger and a lot of negative feelings around that. Right. Yeah. It's, what is that martyr syndrome, you know, where we yeah. just, yeah, where we just do everything automatically. And then we resent the people around us because we're they don't help out enough and we're doing everything for them. Um, I learned this kind of early on dating, uh, my now husband, but, um, I think I read it somewhere. I don't even remember where I got this, but I have used this throughout our entire relationship. And that is ask for what you need. And especially as women think we are just so afraid. I, I think we kind of do this thing. We're like, they should just know. 
they should just know that I need more help or they should just know (laughs) that, um, that I can't handle all of this, but they, but they They often don't just know (laughs) whether it's, you know, a partner or our children or whoever Mm -hmm. it is, if you haven't asked for it, they don't just know. And this is kind of like a silly example, but, um, one that would come up for us a lot and kind of create conflict in our relationship is he is the extrovertist extrovert that I have ever met in my entire Mm -hmm. life. And I am an introvert. And when we would go to say like a wedding of one of his friends, he would know all these people and I would know nobody (laughs) or like one person, (laughs) but I didn't want to just cling to him. And so, you know, I would try to find some people to talk to. And at the end of the night, he would be like, wasn't that so fun? I was like, no, it was awful. And you didn't even talk to me the entire time. And I like, I had a horrible, like I wanted to cry. Right. Like, and he had no idea that, I mean, he just wasn't doing it on purpose. He wasn't ignoring me on purpose, but he's just, that's who he is. And, and so I told him, if you can just like wave at me every now and then, or even like, just come over and check on me. Like, I'm not asking you to stay by me and babysit me by any means. You can just here and there, let me know that you're thinking of me. Mm -hmm. That would, that would really make me feel good. And and really, and he's like, Oh yeah, I can do that. (laughs) Yes. And, and that's still, that's something that he still does to this day. Um, you know, whenever we're at social Mm -hmm. functions where I don't know a lot of people, it's like, all I had to do was ask right? because he didn't just know, but once I told him what that was, he was able to fulfill that need for me. So I think, you know, having those types of conversations with our families too, and also showing them the benefit that's in it for them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, make it more about them. Hey, if, if you can help out, I call myself mommy to my kids. If you can help mommy out, (laughs) (laughs) um, with this and that, you know, um, we'll have more time to play games later mm-hmm. or we'll I'll have the benefits. Exactly. Like I'll, I'll have more time to take you places um, because I won't have to be doing all this work by myself. Yeah. What I do is you have like, once you delegate and this could happen like in business, you know, you're helping teams build teams and even in the home, like those reoccurring tasks that you want to delegate. How yeah. That's like, is that something like, it's, it's definitely not a one and done thing. What are your ideas around that? Um, so I always say have simple, repeatable processes. And this kind of goes back to what I said with, if you have really young kids, you can have, you know, the pictures or, you know, a sticker charts that they can self-direct the process. Um, and then also showing them what done looks like. What does a successfully cleaned bathroom look like? You know, if there's streaks on the mirror, well, we need, you know, we're not quite done. Or if, um, like my kids just leave stuff all over the floor and, and, um, like by the trash can, they'll be like little (laughs) bits of paper. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not really clean if there's garbage on the floor, you know? So, um, just having a simple repeatable processes and communicating the expectations. My expectation for a clean bathroom is that it looks like this. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say for like recurring tasks and then also, um, set deadlines or parameters Mm -hmm. too. Like I want your room to be clean by every Sunday evening 
I know you're busy throughout the week. You're, you know, in sports or activities or whatever, and, and we get busy, but by Sunday night, it needs to be done. That's a big one. I love that idea because yeah, I'm thinking of my teenagers. <laughs> yeah. And if so, yeah. it's not, and if it's not, then that means we can't do some of the fun things during the week. You know, you, you want to go to a, a basketball game with your friends or something, I'm trying to think of what my older one is starting to do, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. Like you want to start doing things with your friends. Well, unfortunately your room isn't clean. And until that's done, we're not going to be able to do those things. Yeah, it you puts know. the ball back into their court and gives them, allows them to take responsibility of like the time management. Exactly. Yep. And that is one of my main tips with my business owners as well is don't just delegate the task, delegate the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Because by delegating the task, it's still on your plate to make sure that it gets done. Right. But if you delegate the responsibility and you have natural consequences that come if it's not That's done, right. you're, you're giving, you're handing it back to them. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. If you're listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast, chances are you're a mom who is looking to create more space for yourself and find rest and joy in your days, but is having trouble with figuring out how to get rid of some of the plates you're constantly spinning. It can be tough to find the time and space to do what you want when you're constantly juggling motherhood with everything else life throws at you. But it is totally possible to create more margin in your days without sacrificing your family's happiness or your own sanity. My individual coaching program is going to help you determine what's important to you, what works for you, and how to build a life that's in alignment with that. If you're interested in learning more about it, I invite you to book a call with me so that we can get clear on where you're struggling and I can share with you ways that I can help you reclaim yourself and love the life you are living. Check out the show notes of today's episode for a link to my calendar where you can see what days and times I have available. Let's get clear on what's holding you back from living your best life. So how do you, so in the moms without capes community we talk a lot about self-care and de- delegating definitely is a form of self-care you're absolutely right about that but w- what is your go-to practice for self-care yeah so for me um self-care is uh, how to explain this but i guess i have structured my business which I'm doing daily, but I've structured it in a way that it, it takes care of me. I kept my needs and my personality at the forefront. Um, and in fact, it wasn't always there. <laughs> I had to take a couple steps back. You know, there was a, a point in when I was an online business manager where I had multiple clients, I was managing their teams and my own. I felt like I, I couldn't even go to a doctor's appointment without getting constant messages from somebody, everybody, um, couldn't, you know, go and do an activity with my kids or volunteer at their schools without feeling like, oh, I have to stop and take this phone call or take this message. So it wasn't always structured that way. Um, and when I realized what was happening, like kind of reached a breaking point of like, Mm -hmm. this is not working anymore. This is also, you know, before the world shut down, by the way, (laughs) then when it did shut down and I was trying to do all that plus virtual school, my kids, it was like, I can't. Yeah. You knew your limits. (laughs) Yes, this isn't working. And so, um, so I can't say that I always had the foresight to do that. But um, once I realized, you know, where 
kind of the direction I want to take my business and what, and where my zone of genius was, mm -hmm. I really embraced that and leaned into that and structured my business in a way that supports me and what I need. I like slower mornings. I do not get up early before, you know, the whole family and, and mm -hmm. I just can't. So I will get my kids ready for school. They get on the bus and then I have some time then to just enjoy the peace and quiet and figure yeah. out, you know, plan out my day and, um, have my cup of coffee, get my workout in. So those consistent things, um, you know, working out proper nutrition and, and structuring my day the way that I need it to be as much as I can, it doesn't always work yeah. out that way, <laughs> but as much as I can, that is how I practice self-care. Awesome. Awesome. So do you have a book that you can recommend? I do. Or a, book, um, or a book that has greatly impacted your life. You can go either route. Yeah. So I actually have a couple. So I would say The Genius Zone um, by Gay Hendricks. But um, actually, there's a book that I'm reading now that I should have read a long time ago. Um, I had it on my list for years. Um, it's Mindset by Carol Dweck. Oh, yes. Yeah, Love that one. Um, and it's based on the premise that people have two different mindsets fixed or growth. And it really ties into what we were talking about today too, that, um, fixed mindset is the mindset that we're in, whether we're in the fixed or growth, it, it affects our ability to accomplish things much more so than talent. And if you're in a fixed mindset, you just think that this, you know, this is what I'm capable of and that's it. And it's not going to get any better. And so why bother trying basically? And it's just amazing. Um, she cites all of these studies that they do um, of school-age children, college students, and adults. And I think that's why it's so fascinating for me too, because my bachelor's is in psychology and my mm -hmm. master's is in counseling. So I've always had an interest in what makes people tick. And, you know, it's just amazing these studies that she talks about that they've done where they can actually put people in a fixed mindset by praising their ability. Like, oh, you're so good at math. Right. And then even when they are given more challenging math problems, even though they've been told they're good at math, mm -hmm. they don't want to do them because then that brings into question. If they don't do well on those problems, that brings into question their talent and their ability. Right. versus if they praise their effort that brings you know to the forefront their the effort that they're putting forward and and how hard they're trying to accomplish these things and so it it um you know makes the person feel like yeah I want the challenge because right. you know I cuz it's fun so right. and, and it's just crazy how easily they can put children adults like at anybody yeah into either mindset and mm. then the result of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm not finished with it yet, but I'm absolutely loving it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I, I had read that book a while ago. I kept hearing about it and it was fascinating, the growth and the fixed mindsets. So. Yeah. And, and really you can, I thought I had mostly a growth mindset. Mm. Um, but then there are just so many examples where I'm like, oh yeah, like, nope, I definitely have a fixed mindset about this thing. Mm. Um, Cause you can mostly have one type mm. of mindset or the other, but then have the, you know, the other mindset about a specific area, right. you know? Right, right. So anyway, yeah, it's a very fascinating book. So awesome, Danielle. So tell us where can listeners find you? 
Yeah. So I am on, um, mostly Facebook. I'm on Instagram as well. I'm just not super active on there. And, um, so you can find me there at danielle.h.fisher. Um, and then I also have a Facebook group where I teach, um, women business owners, how to build simple, scalable businesses. Um, and that is called simply scaling. All right. So all of your information is going to be in the show notes of today's episode. So definitely if you're listening to this and you want to find out more about Danielle, go check it out. Danielle, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your wisdom. Thank you. It was so fun. Thank you for having me. Hey mom, short on time, but feeling like you're at the end of your rope or that your bucket is nearing empty. Grab this list of 15 self-care practices that you can do in under 15 minutes. These ideas will get you quickly back on track and are great for moms who are limited on time. I think that's most of us. So check out the show notes or go to momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care-ideas to download your list today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.